All right, Ben Armstrong, Turner Armstrong here, fresh off of the, the Champions Classic where Duke and Kentucky played. Uh, Duke won 79-71. It's been a great day celebrating that win. I recognize it's only one win, uh, but it was a big win to start the year as a top 10, um, top 10 win. All right, let's start first and foremost, Turner. What do you think uh, we need to improve on uh, based off of that uh, game? Well, I thought we did a terrible job boxing out the big guy. Um, we shot one for 13 from three, but I think I think that was just having an offshoot at night. But I think mainly it was just boxing out the big guy. Yeah, so Tashibwe pretty much had his way with us. I mean, if, if they would have won the game, you could have pointed at him and said he almost single-handedly did that. Um, he didn't score a whole lot of points, uh, but he, his rebounding was just out of this world. Um so, yeah, I would agree with you. I think shooting, I'm not as worried about the one for 13 from three. I think we have good shooters that just didn't shoot well. Um, the only three that was made was made uh, by Trevor Keels, who, who I guess pretty much did everything. So when thinking about the game, um, I talked about Keels. What other things, you can include Keels, of course. What other things did we do well? Um, well, I mean, obviously, we couldn't, we, we, um, couldn't be stopped offensively with Paulo and uh, Trevor, but I thought I thought Trevor played great defense on Ty Ty. I think Ty Ty was three for fourteen from the field, and uh, I thought Trevor did great on him. Yeah, so um, I would agree. I think going in there was a lot of conversation. Ty Ty's a local guy, and everyone was saying he was going to do this, and even all the Kentucky uh, fans were, um, or insiders were all saying he was going to be their best player. Um, it could. Again, he's a he is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but playing against Duke and their pressure is is different. I mean, um, it's it's totally different than what he ever sees, um, even at the high level that he played when he played prep at Compass. Um, so totally different there. Um, Trevor, just I'm gonna tell you, I think Trevor's better than I even thought he was. I I thought he was more of just a shooter. And Trevor has a little bit of everything. I laughed because somebody said, oh, he might have to play a little bit of point. And I thought there was no way that he could do that. Uh, based on last night, there pretty much wasn't anything he couldn't do other than play the five. He probably could guard one through four. So to me, the ceiling on this team is even higher now because AJ's not fully healthy. He So he played a little bit, but not who he's going to be. But Trevor played out of his mind. The question still, to me, really relies on um, how Jeremy does. How did, how did you think Jeremy did overall? Well, I thought Jeremy made a couple stupid plays, but I thought I thought he played pretty decent uh, defensively. A couple times he got drilled by, but that's going to happen when you pressure the ball. And um, I, I thought he really helped us uh, just doing like the little things on defense and creating for others. Yeah, so this morning there was a lot of conversation about he was – driving the lane too much and, and turning the ball over. And, and I kind of disagreed with that because I feel like that is his game. Um, he's going to make some mistakes, um, but his job is to get in the lane, draw defense, and kick. And either that kick to the big guy, drop off to the big guy in the in the lane, or kick to Keels in the corner, Baker in the corner. Heck, even Paulo can step out to the corner. Um, his job is either to get to Theo or, or Mark. Um, thinking about Theo, what, what was your take on Theo? I thought Theo played great last night. I thought Theo actually played better, a lot, a lot better than Mark Williams. I thought Mark Williams did very average last night, but um, it happens. 
Yeah, so so Theo, there was one part in the game where Theo, he was kind of the the catalyst for us um, while Wendell and uh, Paolo were out with cramps. Um, he kind of kept us afloat for a while uh, with his energy. I mean, he didn't score a bunch of points or rebound. It, it was just we've lacked a guy that will just go out and just be re- like a dog since really since Justice. And I think we have two on this team uh, when you talk about Theo and you talk about Trevor. I mean, those two guys are they're vicious. They're nasty. And even even Roach has a little bit of it in him. There was one point where Roach tossed the ball at one of their guys and they brought him to the middle, and and I don't know what you thought, but I didn't think he was going to shake his hand, Roach. Yeah, he he waited a little bit before he shook his hand, the other guy's hand. And and Duke is known for having just the classiest team and classiest players, but there's a fine line between classy and like edgy. And I think we've we've almost we've almost been too nice the last couple of years, and I like to see that. We're hated. I like to see that we do some things that get under people's skin. Um, it's nice to have maybe not tripping people, but like a Grayson Allen where you're like, gosh, that guy gets under my skin. Um, all in all, I left the game thinking, I, I, I mean, I'm biased. Every year I said we're going to win it. Um, I didn't say that last year. I did not say that last year. I did say that Jalen Johnson was going to be better, and I never thought he'd quit on us, but I never said we were going to win it last year. Never said that. But at least every other year I say we're going to win it. But I'm going to tell you, I have not felt this confident since, and I know they didn't win it, but the RJ Zion team, I think this team's actually built for the longer haul more so than even that team was. I I, I felt better about our chances after the game than before. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was a little nervous before the game, but after I after how Ty Ty played and how Ty Ty shot and uh, how we defended him, um, I thought, I thought, I mean, I knew we were going to win the game at, with like about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And, and they, and you know, I think the, they pushed us a couple of times. They even got ahead of us. Uh, I think the most they got ahead was three. Um, we always fought back every time. Um, and I could be wrong on that. It might've only been one or two, um, but they weren't ahead by much, but some of our most recent teams would have kind of cowered and, and, and not fought back. And we just, it, it always felt like we had a chance during the game. If you listen to me, I always say, "Oh, we're going to lose this game." In every game, I pretty much say that. Um, I'm not saying I, <laughs> that I necessarily believe that, but it's easier to tell myself that than um, it that that way. If we lose, it's kind of like uh, I said, I, "This was going to happen," but I don't really always believe we're going to lose. Um, but if we clean up our three point shooting, and I thought our free throw shooting was actually fairly okay. We're like 15 for 21. Yeah, okay. I, I can live with that. Yeah. The five, you know, what is that, uh, 70% or above? I can live with that because some of what we were shooting in the exhibition was horrific. Um, couple that with, there's zero doubt in my mind we will always have the best player as long as Paolo's playing. Every game we play, I don't care what team we play, we're going to have the best player on the court. Right now, I'm not saying we'll definitely have the best team, but we'll always have the best player on the court. And you cannot convince me otherwise. There are there is no freshman um, that is more ready to take over than Paolo. There is no player that is more ready to take over than Paolo. So all in all, I thought the Champions Classic was a great thing for us. Um, while everyone else, not everyone else, a lot of others are taking on these these chumps, if you will, and winning by 20 and 30 and feeling good about ourselves, we challenge ourselves right out of the gate, and it kind of sets the tone. We either win and learn or we lose and learn. So I, I like the way that that starts out, and you know the rest of the week should be a little easier. Play Friday, Saturday, 
uh, those should be 30 plus point um, victories. So all in all, happy with our win. <clears throat> Was up late till like 11 watching the post game. And then, you know, obviously we're back up at 5 a.m., a little before 5, getting to the uh, gym for workout. So that was kind of tough, but it was definitely worth it after a win. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about are our commitments for next year, um, what you think about them, what you know about them, how they'll contribute. Um, obviously, at this point, we'll focus more on the good than the bad. Um, but if they have anything that maybe they can work on between now and the time they come to Duke next year, you can throw that in. Uh, Jaden Shute from Illinois. What do you know about him? What do you uh, think about Jaden? Uh, Jaden's very versatile because he's very athletic, and uh, I think he is one of the best uh, shooters in high school right now. Um, but yeah, I, I like Jaden. He he's gonna be with us for three or four years, but he's gonna be one of those guys that's like, like not struggling for four years. He's gonna be playing great for four years. Yeah, so he might it might take you know half a year or something for him to get acclimated, but because of the what I believe will have such a thin team, I think right away is going to be needed to play. Um, I, I liken him to maybe a better Alex O'Connell. Um, I don't think he's going to be as good as Grayson Allen. If that's his ceiling, then gosh, he's going to be an NBA um, NBA uh, role player and or rotational player because if you're watching Grayson Allen right now, there's a, a great chance that um, he's going to remain a starter on the Bucks for the, for the year. And that's saying something, keeping Dante DiVincenzo on the bench. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say what he has to improve based on what I know. Again, I've never seen him in person. He looks like he's a little thin. Um, if anybody knows about thin people, it's me, and he needs to put a little bit of weight on. Uh, if he does that, which I think he will, he's going to be really, really good. And I agree with you, three- or four-year player. I would say he's going to be a four-year player. Um, but who knows? He might take off his sophomore, junior year and, and kind of take off. Kyle Filipowski, uh, what do you know about him? Uh, just like Jane Shoot, he's very versatile. He can, he kind of plays a little bit like Paulo because they're both very versatile. Um, I think he's about six ten, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, six ten. Uh, not a bad shooter. He's a pretty decent shooter. Um, but he's definitely more comfortable in like the paint and mid range area. But if you need him to, he can step out and shoot the three. Totally agree. It's a pretty decent comparison. A, a, a very poor man's Paolo because I think Paolo's a once-in-a-generation player, but like the skill set and things like that. Um, he came on late. Um, he, from what I know about him, his rankings, he was, uh, even as year, a year ago, he was closer to 100 than he was 20. And now, depending on which service you're looking at, he, he's as high as like five. Um, I think one service had him at three. Um, so he's a top 10 player in my mind. Um, he he really came on late from what I understand. Kind of, it kind of um, looking at Duke and what they do in terms of offers, it makes sense. We always offer seems to be late junior year. And I guess I can see why that is because some of these recruiting services are way off. And we seem to get in on him a little early um, based on what he's telling other people. Kentucky and a few others try to get in late. And he's basically said, you know, that wasn't going to happen because he had already built that relationship with our coaching staff. Dariq Whitehead, what do you know about Dariq? Uh, uh, Dariq, um, he, uh, he's a very good player. Um, uh, I think he kind of plays a little bit like R.J. Barrett. Kind of has like that dog in him. Um, he can shoot the ball pretty decently, but he's definitely known for getting to the basket and dunking on people. Yeah, so I think about some of the guys that I would compare him to that previously played at Duke. The biggest one that comes to my mind is probably Demarcus Nelson, a little better shooter than Demarcus. 
um, not as physically gifted as DeMarcus. DeMarcus was a man. Um, but I would say to me, that's kind of what, like a slasher. He probably could, he can probably bring the ball up for you every now and again. Um, but I don't, obviously he's not a point guard, but I, I think Derek does a little bit of everything. The thing I think he has going for him that probably the rest of these guys don't is he played at Montverde. Playing at Montverde just puts you ahead of everybody because he's been there since he's, I think since he's a sophomore, um, a prep school like Montverde like gets the best. And so he's been practicing daily against the best. And obviously they they play a national schedule. So he'll play against the best across the country as well. Um, and so today they actually renumbered uh, a lot of uh, the services, renumbered the players. And and most uh, services have Derek Lively number one because Sharp's, you know, going to Kentucky early now. Uh, looks like he's going in January. So but talk to us about um, what a lot of people think is the number one player in the class, Derek Lively. Yeah, um, Derek Lively, uh, he's a 7-footer. I think he's about 7-1. Um, he can do a little bit of everything, but it, it's crazy because he's 7-1. He's going to be one of our best shooters. He can really shoot the ball at 7-1. Um, uh, long and skinny. Um, but, yeah, mainly his main skill is shooting. Yeah, it's really weird because um, as I started talking to Turner, I never thought we'd get Lively. I always thought he was going to be a Kentucky guy. Up until the week before, there was like really belief that he was Kentucky's, and so I didn't follow him as much. But Turner would talk to me about him. He's like, "Yeah, this guy can shoot it, man. He can shoot it. He can shoot it." And and the more I've watched him, yeah, he absolutely can. Now, granted, when we see when we see these guys, we see highlights, right? So they're not going to put all the the stuff where they struggle. Um, but yeah, he he's a unicorn, man. He really can step out and shoot it. I don't know if he'll be allowed to do that as much because we'll probably need him inside. Um, but a little bit anyway, I think he'll be able to to um, to be able to give some of that freedom. Um, so yeah, th- this class is just is really really good. Uh, I think we got a little bit of everything that we need. Didn't get a point guard, but um, one of two options is probably going to happen. Either uh, we're going to get Roach back, which is what I want. Um, I'm a huge Jeremy Roach guy. Or we get Foster a year early. I think we get one of those. I prefer Foster staying in high school and we keep Roach. Obviously, ideally, you get them both. But um, I think Foster would more play off the ball. Um, but if it's one or the other, I, I take Junior Roach and get Foster the following year. But both would be um, ideal. And the only one that we, we are still kind of up in the air on is, is Mark Mitchell. Um, I don't know where he goes. I've heard a lot of people lean towards UCLA. Um, a lot of our guys still think he's coming to Duke. Um, I have no idea, but he would really round out our class with kind of another big bruiser. Um, and so he'd be another guy we'd like to get. And, uh, going back to Derek Lively, uh, I would definitely give him the AD comparison, Anthony Davis. Really good comparison. I think not as good of a rebounder, probably ever bit as good at the same time, um, shooter, Maybe a little less of a ball handler. Um, but again, th- these guys that we compare to, this is this is their ceiling. We're not talking about th- he's coming in and being AD from day one. But you never know. I mean, AD led Kentucky to the 2012 uh, national championship. I think Lively believed in himself to believe that he can do the same. And um, I don't know if I think that'll happen. But again, I've been wrong in a lot of different places. Um, I think about. Going back to this year's team, moving on kind of from our commitments, um, I think as I look at the top to bottom, I think Roach is right about what I thought he'd be right now. By the end of the year, I think he'll be one of the better point guards in the country. Um, I think Keels is 
head and shoulders above what I thought he would be right now. I don't know that I thought Keel's ceiling would be as good even at the end of the year as what I saw last night. Paolo is Paolo. I mean, I, I am the biggest Paolo fan. You can ask Turner, sophomore year, I said, dude, this is the guy I want. And at the time, I thought it was either UW or Kentucky. and never thought we'd get him. And when he popped for us, I'll, man, it was it. was it. I was like, that is the probably the most skilled guy I've ever seen in, in high school basketball. Did I say that? Yeah, he wanted Paolo before most people even knew who he was. Yeah, so so Paolo as a sophomore, obviously he's on the rise and things like that. But people lean towards, you know, seniors and juniors. They're more worried about the immediate. But I, when I saw Paolo, I'm like, I'm all in on that guy. And I didn't think he was coming. But So I'm going to be a little biased when it comes to him. He's going to do no wrong. Um, Wendell looked really good. Um, the thing that shined for me was he looked a lot more athletic. Yeah. Right? Think about the, the tip-back dunk and then the, the, the dunk along the baseline. Like, Wendell would have never been able to get up and do that last year. And definitely a lot of a lot better shooter. He he started off his freshman year one for 22 from three. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but he's right. And one time I looked up in the game last night, he was, and Wendell was like six for six from the field. I said, Turner, is he six for six? He's like, yeah, he hasn't missed. So even he did it quietly, and he had to leave a little bit because of cramps, him and Paolo both. That's another thing that I think will get overlooked. Our guys kept their poise. Their best player was out for a long portion of the game. If we'd have lost, you darn right, I would have said, well, Paolo didn't play as much as he normally would. Paolo's going to bring in 32 to 35 minutes, maybe 37 minutes a night. Coach K is going to coach like he's never coached before. He's not coaching for recruits. He's playing the best, and um, I think that'll shine through, um, as you saw with um, like Joey didn't play much, and I don't know if he will in a game like that. Um, I, I like Joey. I really do. I just don't know if that was a game for him. Uh, who else? I talked about Roach. Uh, Blake should have got in last night. Yeah, Bla- that wasn't really a game for Blake's. That's a tough start, man, starting out with Kentucky. And I say that, and uh, I think he Blake's is as good as Ty Ty. I know I'm going to get destroyed for that, but I truly believe Blake's has – as much skill as Ty Ty. Blake can't shoot like Ty Ty though. That's true. That's Blake's fair. That's fair. And he doesn't. He doesn't have the following that Ty Ty does. And he's, he's not. As, not he's not flashy. Cl- not even close offensively to Ty Ty. Yes, but but I mean it is what it is. Theo, I mean I am the like okay. So I started last year. Talked about Mark Williams. I didn't think he'd play much at all. Turner did, and by the end of the year, I'm like, gosh, I was totally wrong on him. Theo, I knew would play some. I didn't think I like he played that much. Yeah, he was like at the core of of us hanging in last night. He played ten times better than Mark Williams. Last he week. did. He did. I don't think he's as skilled at, uh, offensively, but he is the bruiser that we need. There's only so many balls and shots to go around, man. And uh, with Paolo getting the probably the bulk of the shots, him, Wendell, um, and Trevor, obviously, like there's only so you got to have guys that do other things. And Theo is that guy. And there was one point. Um, where him and one of the other guys was getting into it from Kentucky, and he, something along the lines of, "I'm not the one. I'm not like basically, uh, you're not. Don't come at me with that." And I love that attitude because, again, we haven't had a whole lot of that lately. Mark had a, an okay night, right? I mean, he was kind of in foul trouble though. He he barely played in the second half. Yeah, he 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 played kind of young last night. He wasn't. Like, I really expected him to come out and dominate a little more. There was one play where Paolo made a bad pass. 
Um, ball hit the backboard, and Mark Mark's hands just were really nice, and he was able to get it up near the rim and and got fouled. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I I don't think he played as well as he will. Um, again, Joey played very little. Uh, that wasn't a game for Joey. Joey's there to hit shots. Uh, great kid, love Joey, but I think he only took one shot last night. I think. Yeah, he took that three. Uh, and he got the rebound. Yeah. And that was nice, the nice yeah, follow. Yeah, two free throws. Yeah. And then there was one time where he put it on the deck and he, he like... He did nothing with it. Yeah, I mean, he's not the guy that we want putting it on the deck and, and trying to force something. Um, yeah, so that was the gist of everybody that played. Is there anybody else that I'm overlooking that played that we um, didn't talk about? Um, I think that's everyone that played. We talked about Blake's coming off the bench. We talked about Theo. We talked no. about... Uh, AJ didn't play very much. Yeah, good good point. So AJ is nowhere near what he's going to be. Um, a lot of people have AJ like a, a lottery pick. I mean, if AJ is going to be one of our most a- athletic guys. If he gets healthy, I mean, that just takes us to a whole nother level. Anybody that knows Coach K historically knows seven or eight guys. That's about where it stops. Um, there's nights where if we're ahead, he'll go nine, but seven is, and I, I agree with him. There's not much more need for seven. Um, you know, in, in most most nights. Um, you know, I think looking ahead, we have a couple of easier games coming up. We play Army, I think Campbell. Hartford. Uh, Hartford. Some of the games that we're playing, look, this is going to be a chance for some of our guys to learn a little more. That first game just wasn't it. We needed to win that. Um, and so um, we'll, see, we'll find out more about a lot of these other guys as we go forward. Um, looking ahead, uh, we're just a few weeks away from going to seeing... Duke Gonzaga, yeah. um, Paulo and Chet. Paulo and Chet. That's going to be fun. Um, I, you know, I don't think we got to look too far ahead because we still have a number of games. But eight games this month in the month of November, like that's so much fun. So much fun to basically every other night almost to have a a Duke game. And so looking forward to the rest of the month and kind of evaluating these guys. Biggest thing for us, for us till now the end of the year is growth as he- and health. Those two things have to be it for us. And if they do. We have as good a shot as anybody in the country at sending Coach K out with his with his sixth. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, nope. So I do appreciate you guys listening. Um, I'm guessing probably after we win that uh, Gonzaga game and uh, we hang out with the guys there in, in Vegas, we'll do another pod then. Uh, thank you all very much and have a good evening.